Hey, this is Liv. And this is Mel. And this is episode six of School. Six. <laughs> Mel's in the singing mood today. Six out of ten um, for this first season. We'll be back, or we're going to end this first season sometime in June, early June, right around the time the school year ends, and then we'll be back in August. So we are going to take a little summer break. But until then, we'll be back every other week with new content. So this week, we're going to go ahead and go to the honor roll. This week on the honor roll, I have, or we have, a school in um, Pittsburgh, Kansas. I've never heard of this. About 125 miles south of Kansas City. So what these kids did is a high school newspaper in Kansas. They published an article that questioned the credentials of a recently hired principal. And the result of the article um, is that the principal resigned. So I thought that was really cool Mm -hmm. because the kids kind of led the um, witch hunt, for lack of better terms. Yeah. (laughs) They figured that this new principal, something was shady about her. And they... um, they did the research. They did what journalists are supposed to do. to do. Yeah. And they got the scoop. And I'm actually really surprised that, like, whatever they're... Well, clearly the school system didn't do their research. Right. Um, But I'm also surprised that, like, their local news publication didn't look into her background. Because, you know, when they make those decisions... Like, at school board meetings and stuff, you know, like, that's usually covered in a paper. Yeah. But the interesting thing I saw is says, we're Midwesterners, she said. As soon as somebody puts something on paper, we think they're honest about what they're uh-uh. saying. Um, it's 2017. I mean, yeah. And <laughs> right. I know that's actually a very big stereotype so that, means they, that they we didn't have go. about them anyway. So. Yeah. Like, that wasn't, I don't know. But they didn't go and check to confirm their credentials or the references or... You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no cross-referencing. Right. They were just like, we like her. <laughs> and the cool thing is, the kids, the, well, the article continues to say, but in multiple interviews over several days, Ms. Robertson provided details of her background that did not hold up. So here's the thing. If you're going to be shady about your resume and your experience, right. you got to keep up a consistent lie. Right. And at least make sure your dates add up because her dates didn't add up. I think that was what the sketch thing was. Like she was saying she graduated at some point or took classes at some point and got her credentials, but then set a different date later on. But the date on her application says something. Like you have to remember whatever you were lying about, lady. But now it makes me like question like, Everybody, Everybody. <laughs> but you know, I'm good for going on LinkedIn and checking people out. Oh, me too. And so, I feel like if you don't have a LinkedIn page in your upper management, you're sketched like something's wrong. And I do, I really this, do. This may be a little controversial, however, I still don't believe in some online universities, I don't believe in most. Yeah, um, if you don't have like to me, if you have an online place. In a physical location, then yeah, yeah. But like, if it's just strictly but online, if you're strictly oh, online, mm-hmm. no, I don't trust it. And I mean, I know they have degrees for that, um, or these online schools have degrees in all different areas, but especially in education, like yeah, because you actually have to get your, you know, physically, you know, you gotta be stuff. in somebody's classroom at least at some point. Like I know there are those hybrid programs where you know, right, you go do something every like weekend or something like that but that's different yeah like i've looked at online programs but it's been like schools i've actually seen you know like appalachian like actually eastern carolina um unc wilmington just places that i know are real right (laughs) um it says the students questioned the legitimacy of corlin's university and institution where Ms. robertson said she got her master's and doctorate degrees it lists no physical address on his website and has been the subject of consumer complaints and warnings about its lack of accreditation so i went on that website for corlin's university first off the name is sketch like corlin's with two l's <laughs> which just looks strange didn't it look strange a little bit so i went on the website all right because i googled it and it looks like they just took like a wordpress page and said that was their online university oh my goodness it looks really bad and it's a bunch of like stock images because clearly if you're just like a strictly online school nobody is smiling on your campus like these buildings 
aren't real pictures. Right. Like, it was just very weird. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, so if she was truthful about what she was doing and, like, she could back up her story, she wouldn't have resigned. Because then you would have said, yeah, well, the kids found this, but here's my proof. But she went ahead and resigned really quickly. Which makes me wonder if, like, she just skips around different school systems doing this by a different name. I don't know. She came from Dubai. Because um, she was, like, over some schools there, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, what did she do before she went but to look, Dubai? And recently had her license temporarily suspended by education authorities there. Because she was fake. She was fraud. That's crazy. And so I, why would you hire her if her license was suspended? Because you have to report that on the application. Yeah. School board, y'all did not do your uh, right. Like somebody, somebody knew her and they knew behind. she didn't have credentials. She must have been from that town or something. Because that's, that's crazy. I was wondering for her, them to just trust her like outright like that. So the students were praised for their persistence, but acknowledged he felt a twinge of disappointment about how it unfolded. Um... So, it's cool that the kids did this. However, it shouldn't have gotten to this point. No. Like, all these higher-ups that she interviewed with should have done their due diligence. Yeah. And think about the distrust before. that brings with the student. I would imagine, like, as a student, like, I don't think I could trust too many adults in that school system. Right. You know, like maybe, t- you know, teachers, but like the people like from the board and all that, like, how can I trust you have my best interest at heart if you didn't even attempt? Oh, let me say you want to catch this tea. You heard about the um, this a similar situation happened at your current place of employment. Yes. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, that was my principal yeah. for half of my time there. So I'm like, yeah, I've heard lots of interesting stuff. I never worked. I never met the man, but I heard lots of interesting. And the crazy thing is, like, stories. when they hired him, it was um, he. It was a very high profile hire because he had like one of the largest salaries in yeah. the district. He came from out of state, and it was just like, oh my gosh, he's going to turn this school around. And it still ended up being a fraud. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. And he resigned too. Yeah. Unexpectedly. Like, I think they said he resigned in like April or something. It was some weird time of the school year. So here's my thinking. Instead of me stressing about going back to school and finding scholarships and finding things to pay for, I could clearly <laughs> just go apply for what you just want. Just go make up something. <laughs> but, you know, when we're under a Trump presidency, anything's possible. That's probably clearly. why she thought she could do it. So, guys, yes. I will be the new superintendent of a school district in the coming year or something. Right. <laughs> I'm about With to make no up credentials. some credentials. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, my gosh, she's so young and she's so accomplished. Right. Like, Thank you. Thank you very much. You get one of your um, your friends that knows how to code to make a fake code. Right. <laughs> That's really what that university looks like. I feel like nobody else has ever gone to that university but her. No. I'm going to Google it now. Let me see what this looks like. Sketch. Corlins University. Let's see. It has a .org. Oh, it doesn't have a .edu. No, it doesn't. You see this fake picture? Yeah. Where is it? Nowhere. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't have an address. No, it doesn't. If you go to this school, I'm sorry for calling your school. Does that not look like a WordPress? It does. No, it looks like a Wix. A very good Wix. Mm. Oh, this is sad. Yeah, how do you have a um how do you have people walking across a campus that doesn't exist? Mm-hmm. I'm about to get my dad. <laughs> they don't exist. It's probably a different school. Oh, and then they got a whole tanks. students. Then the fact that it says students life without punctuation and it's just wrong. And it's diverse. I've, I've not seen too many college campuses that are that diverse on purpose. Uh, yeah. It has, like, no, like, I don't know. Let's see. Contact us. And it just has, I'm telling you, like, this is, like, has email you know, it website. probably is a wig. See, like, who's, like, powering the website at the bottom. It doesn't say. Nope, it doesn't they say. bought the domain. Yeah, they did. 
But that doesn't like a week now that she say it. Oh, man. Oh, well, congrats to these students for cracking the code or yeah. cracking the case. And congrats to the recent graduates of Corlins University <laughs> <laughs> that are on this website. Olivia this being picture. one of them. <laughs> right. I'm so proud of myself. I'm about to hang you with my other degrees. Yes. Oh, that doctorate came a lot faster than I thought. Boop. Right. So, speaking of schools, this week we're talking about why Teachers leave their schools other than being frauds. Because this is that time of year. It is. Yeah. It is. I remember, like, last year this time, I was on the hunt. Was it stressful for you? Um, a little bit. I was more, Like, did you feel rushed? I like, felt anxious. Yeah. Because daily. Did it feel like get out? Yeah. <laughs> I literally had a routine that I've... That it took me until, like, September, October to finally, like, get off of that routine. So, I would check five school districts within or surrounding, like, my area. That was within a 45-minute commute. And I would check their postings every day. And it became, I was very obsessive about it. Yeah, I had to get I feel out. Like I do it multiple times a day. Yeah, like I, I can pull up the same ones like, but in it, the morning and in the afternoon because you never know. Like, yeah, and it became so crazy that I knew when they updated the sites. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one school district, I knew they updated on like Tuesdays. I was just, pressed. I was pressed. Calm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, dot edu. I had to get out because it was an official press. <laughs> so then, like, Mel, why do you think teachers leave the schools that they're at? Um, I think it's a multitude of reasons why teachers leave. Like, for example, like, of course, there are those teachers who leave because you know family reasons, like right. you know, like you know having a baby or you know husband gets a new job mm-hmm. away, you move, you know, or retirement. You know, there's those yeah. that's there, but. I also think teachers leave because of burnout. And I think sometimes, like, I ask myself this question, like, how different is it going to be somewhere else? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or would I be going to a different type of stress? Right. So, does that make sense? Yeah, Like, so it just does. like, hmm, you know, am I leaving here? So, like, I don't know. I just always ask myself that question. But sometimes I think people leave because they just want a different experience. I feel like that's how I feel. Like, I just want to go. Like, at this point, it has nothing to do with anybody but me. Like, I just want a different experience. Yeah. And, you know, the crazy thing is, like, I didn't think anything was wrong with leaving after a certain amount of time. Because in college, they told us, they said, every three to four years, you need to leave your school. Mm -hmm. And get a different experience. experience. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what I've been on lately. Because I've done Title I for so long and now i'm like you know and it feels like double that time man um (laughs) when people ask how long have you been teaching i'm like it feels like forever it does (laughs) but like i don't think people understand like when you work at a high poverty inner city title one school like you do more you do more work than anybody else for real anybody because anytime i meet people from like other types of schools they're just like Oh wow, you do that? Like, right. Like this is barely what I do. Like this is just the tip of the iceberg of what I have to do. And that's been my time. transition this year. I'm like, oh y'all don't have to do this. Yeah. You don't like this, oh, is, this is mandatory. Right. This is optional. You can choose when to have IEP meetings. Like you can have IEP meetings in the middle of the day all the time, and have other teachers cover your IEP meetings. Right. You can have like electronic PLCs. Right. That, that should happen. Because these teachers don't be knowing what they doing. Mm-hmm. At your school? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's about to stress me out now. No, it's not. Because they're going into state, um, you know, test prep. Testing, yeah. And their test prep, test prep plans, I'm like, what are y'all doing? So, Worksheet, anyway. Worksheets. <laughs> but that, I th- think that's the issue, too. Like, these teachers have been at that school for so long. Yeah. That's all they know. And they're not willing to try anything different. So in their case, I think some of them need to leave. And I do think that sometimes um, educators can get 
in a rut of like this is what I do and kind of have that um a fixed mind state mm-hmm. or mindset instead of a growth mindset and so you're just kind of like you buzzword, know buzzword. I've been doing this since 1998 and it worked and then like no I was in fourth grade in 1998 right. and it didn't work and keep it hot like that was when you were teaching the current generation of children their mamas and daddies for real, <laughs> that's, that's a whole different group of people. Because even when you think about like cognitive development and brain development and how that changed in, you know, children and now with Teletubbies and Blue's uh, Clues and all that, I mean, you got to have a different approach. And so, I think sometimes when people say it, like, because I do think it is rare though now to find like a school full of people that have been there forever. Um. The schools that people from Title I schools want to go to and they never find openings, that's where those people right. are at. But it also, like, because I think it depends on the community, too. Right. Because I know it's, like, smaller communities have those teachers who stay there forever mm-hmm. because it's a smaller community. Because they, their kids went there. They went there. Yeah. And now they're part teaching, of like, the kids of the kids they taught. And it's just... It's a bit much. It is. And it, it becomes messy in those it things. It does. So. And the other reason I think teachers leave, honestly, like, I would love to say that everybody is in it for the kids, but a lot of people are in it for self. Oh, yeah. So it's like, for them, it's no big deal to leave because a lot of people now get in teaching as like a transition, like an in-between. Yeah. So I, oh, else. I don't have nothing else to do. Let me go right. teach. Right. Let me go teach and mess up somebody's child. Right. So, um, which I get it, but it's like a lot of people who do that, and I'm not saying everybody who does it in a transition doesn't have a heart for it, but a lot of times you do see people who are just like, mm, I'll do this for three months and then I'll hop out. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, um, I also see situations where teachers are kind of forced out. Mm, isn't that sad? I hate saying that. Okay, so It's sad and hilarious at the same time. Okay, because is it sadder, though, like when you... Okay, I don't know if hilarious is the word. But I hate it when I see teachers who are being forced out who don't know they're being forced out. Oh, no. It's kind of delusional, kind of. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No, because the ones that I've seen it's forced tragic. out, they knew they... They weren't doing anything, and mm. they knew that um, their time was running out. Like one teacher, for instance, one of my listeners works with this particular teacher. But anyway, um, so she was lateral entry, and you know, lateral entry, you only have a certain amount of years to pass the praxis before yeah. you get booted. And but sometimes they don't boot them. That that's another conversation, right? She <laughs> waited until her third year to try to take the test, and, it, and she didn't pass, and she didn't get her coursework done, and so she was kind of pushed out. Besides the fact that she wasn't doing her job, she kind of sat and ate potato chips and talked in the hallway. Not potato chips, time. yes, not potato pota- chips. Potato, potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, potato. But in her case, she got kind of pushed out. And she was like but a little like belligerent she, about she it. She pushed herself out by not doing what she was supposed to do and yeah, taking her course Yeah, but now she's in the and taking her She tennis. went to the district beside the one she was in, and she's doing the same stuff. But I feel like they should have. I'm sure they did. But like, if she didn't try to get her credentials, you know what I'm saying? Until the last minute, they should have what been lenient with her. No, like I'm saying, like, if she went to the neighboring district, they should have been like, okay, like, you didn't do this here. Girl, no. Teachers do that all the time. You just hop districts. Yes. Yes. Because your time starts over. That's messy. You get, like, another three that's years. That's messy. I don't like that. Yeah. Because guess what? I went and took that test. Maybe my second year. I think, like, the fall of my second year. And... What's done? Like it's not even that serious. Like go, but that also goes back to like actually knowing your content because you know I had to take the practice too too. But um, and a lot of times I see people failing the practices too, and I'm like, how? How sway? That should be the the one you pass because you know your content. I know a couple of people that had to take it multiple times or that didn't pass. I know a few people, and I understand everybody doesn't test well. But again, like, if you download the study guide, 
I didn't even have to buy. I didn't even buy a book, and I know my content. So like, you know, yeah, it's just kind of like. And I mean, if you know you're one of those people who doesn't test well, you should probably start working on it earlier. Yeah, you, I was really you have stressed to be about accountable for yourself. Yeah, and I was. This has nothing to do with teachers leaving, but um, I was stressed about taking the reading practice practice because I had to pass it to get my master's or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was a requirement in, in order to graduate. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to say this test multiple times because that early literacy is a beast. Right. But um, I took it because I knew my content and I passed. Like, right. Almost one of the top scores. So, I don't know. You just kind of, you got to know what you're doing. And I know, like, again, not everybody tests well. But if you know your content. But if you know your content. It's A, B, C, or D. I'm literally thinking about, like, when I took the practice, too, and those questions were literally literally straight from the study guide. Exact same. Mm -hmm. Like, everything that it said would be there was there for the most part. Yeah, it wasn't always worded the exact same way. But it was like... I, maybe we should tutor people for the practice. Nah, cuz, cuz then I'm gonna be frustrated <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, why don't you know what you're teaching? Girl, and, don't get um, on that. Well, <laughs> my friends always said, they were like, Olivia, when you get out of the classroom, you're gonna see that everybody don't know they're, what they're teaching. They don't. And I was like, and I'm yes, they do. Everybody teaching. And now my eyes have been open. Everybody does not know their content. But anyway, and those are the teachers that need to be forced. So out. speaking of everybody does not know their content. Oh, Lord. So I don't know if I told you about my POC from last week. Mm-mm. So, you know, we have um, a few new people in my department. Mm-hmm. And so somehow or another, they all end up in my direct content area. Go figure. So, one of the people said he had questions about a mandatory assignment that we do in the course. And so, (laughs) I'm like, maybe his questions are, you know, specific to the assignment Mm -hmm. and specific to, you know, how we facilitate the assignment and what... You know, the process Let is me guess, to he didn't know anything about it. No, he knew because three of us had already, like, sat down and had these conversations with him yeah. separately. But, he, of course, he gets in the meeting and acts like he had no clue what anything was mm-hmm. because he's basically just trying to make the literacy coach and our AP think that he was completely oblivious. So, he's just trying to save face, right? Because mm-hmm. of some other stuff that's been going on. But, anyway... He asked, mind you, he has the same master's in English that I have. He asked, what's an outline? Housewife? Where? What's an, hold up. What's an outline for an Like, like what you learn in undergrad or high school or middle school? Or, yeah, fifth grade maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Then he asked, um, so, like, I see they're supposed to do a preliminary work cited page. What is that? What does it sound like? Wow. If you just break down the words preliminary, preliminary then work cited. So that means that, like, if you do, if you break down pre- preliminary even further, right? Pre, give, give us the root. Let's get pre. <laughs> right. Okay. So Interesting. Part of me was kind of like, is he, and then he asked about like source cards. Like, so what is a source card? And so part of me was. Kind of like, is he being serious or is he really just cooning right now? I feel like he was cooning. But but I really was like questioning like, because he's from New Jersey. And I was just like, did the New Jersey school system fail him? Like, why does he not know the content that he teaches? And then like, he was in his class telling children, well... You'll never have to use these research skills. Just Google everything like I did. And I'm like, well, clearly you don't Google everything because you got in this meeting and asked us these dumb questions about your content that you're supposed to know. That's standard one. Is that not standard one? I believe it is. <laughs> Come on now. If y'all don't know what's well, in our state, that has to do with our evaluation process. Teachers know the content that they teach. It is standard one. <laughs> it is standard one. That is standard is. one. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of like very, I felt, 
had a mixed emotions because part of me was like, oh my gosh, is he oh, that serious? goes with your stat that you put out the other day. Yes, yeah. yes, it had all, and like this. Um, I'm on spring break, so I plan on going over there to you know my alma mater and you know just asking some questions like, what are y'all teaching over here now? Like, what happened? I'm like, what are y'all on. producing? But um, again, another story. But yeah, I'm just kind of like, it kind of was really like, happening. It kind of made me feel like, you know, like, why am I here if they hired someone who doesn't know his content or or is okay with pretending not to know his content? Yeah. Because he know, like he knows, he just doesn't want to do. So do you think teachers leave this side note? Do you think teachers leave like their schools or like the principals? I think it depends, and sometimes it's both. Because I also think that sometimes, like, you see that a lot where teachers leave with their principals. Like, yeah. Their principal, leave, because I think if you have a good leader or a great leader, you're willing to follow them and help them build whatever because mm-hmm. you support their vision. Yeah. However, I do sometimes think that teachers leave their schools because of a principal yeah and that could be for a multitude of different reasons and that may not even be the main principal it may just be you know look don't like don't get me talking about that ap i had (laughs) (laughs) or something like that but i do think like in in my considering to leave my current school i haven't even really considered it leaving my current school or even leaving my principal I just feel like I need to. You just want a different experience. Have a different experience. Um, I left. Yeah, I just wanted a different experience. I think I probably could have, if I had to, I probably could have stayed another year with the last principal mm-hmm. that I had. He was like, what's a podcast appropriate word for him? He was On a, a Sunday. Um, <laughs> um, he was real ignorant and like country and, you know, okay. like. So he was, he was, he was a word, a word, a word. <laughs> I don't have a specific word. What for letter does it start? With? <laughs> he, he was trifling. He was, he was real trifling. trifling. Okay, trifling. Okay, yeah. trifling works. Um, and but the thing was like in my class, he let me do what I needed to to yeah. get the results that he wanted. And so I was like, kinda... cool. Um, and then I, of course I loved my teammates, so we could have made it mm. work another year. And honestly, since you said that. Like, I love, like, maybe a third of my teammates or my department, but the rest, I think that's more so like it. Like, I need a different um, department structure mm. just because, like, we don't collaborate for real. Like, I know, like, within my content area, like, there's one other teacher that I collaborate with a lot, and we work great together. Like, if I could take her with me, like, I would take her with me, <laughs> but, yeah. like... The rest of them, that's kind of how I feel too. It's like two of them, like yeah. my department chair and, but everybody else, no. Yeah, that's how um, I kind of feel like my, um, so of course we don't necessarily have to work by departments in a middle school setting. However, but I, I love I how did, y'all work in teams. I love that. Yeah, I did work with some people in my department. Um, me and this other girl, when we were on the same grade level, we worked really well together. We became really good friends. And so we always collaborate together, even though she was in sixth and then I had moved up to eighth. We still collaborated on a lot mm-hmm. of things. So, and that's good though. We were still, yeah, we were both trying to get out at the same time. And it was kind of like, a, if I get out, I'm going to take you. And if you get out, you take me. So, I ended up getting out first, and I found her somewhere else so she could go. So we both ended up escaping at the same time. But it wasn't even like the principal. It was just, you know, working in a Title I school. It can be stressful. It's stressful. It's so stressful. And people will try to make, like, guilt trip you about wanting to, like, do something else. These kids need you. They need you. They do, but you do so great here. Like they need me at my best. They don't need me. They don't need me super stressed stressed out out with health problems and and crazy and chest tightening coming down the street. They don't need me like that. They don't need me like that. They need me where I have a clear mind and a sound 
you know. But the year before last, maybe like two years ago, when I had that terrible, terrible, no good AP, um, I wanted to leave her mm-hmm. and that principal because they kind of fed off of each other. I wanted to leave them. I was like, oh. So no, no. my first year, I wanted to leave. It like was it wasn't because of my principal. It was because like of people in my department. Oh no. So, but then like I had a mentor say to me, and she was just like, you know what? She was like, don't leave because somebody is like making you feel like you don't belong here. Leave when you're ready to leave. Yeah. And so now I feel like I'm ready. You know, because I'm not, I just want to try something different. Seems like you're ready. Seems like you're ready. But, oh, dang, I forgot I was about to say. Right, R. Kelly messed up everything. I know. (laughs) But, yeah. um, Wait, that is an R. Kelly song, right? It is. Oh, yes. I never know who sings songs, by the way. See, I always know. It's so random. (laughs) I don't know. But I would leave. Huh? Taking you with me on Jeopardy. No, Jeopardy would not be this show. <laughs> <laughs> or one of those TV One game shows. Yeah, I can do those. <laughs> but I don't know. I think um, I think it depends on the situation. Now, here's what I don't have tolerance for. And even though I was going to be one of those teachers. Uh-oh. Well, let me back up and start this all over again. I was, when I was, like, really pressed about leaving, I was... I was like, if I find something, I'm going to leave in the middle no. of the year. However, that principal, he did make a good point. He was like, don't make lateral moves. He's like, if you're going to leave, you need to move up. He was like, don't make a lateral move. And so I've seen teachers leave in the middle of the year to go teach the same thing somewhere else. And I think that's a little dumb. In a different district? Yes, or- in a different... Well... In the last district I was in, you can't move in the middle of the year in the same district. Right. But, the but I know one, there are some districts that'll let you do Yeah, that. the one I'm in now, they allow easy. you to do that. But, um, yeah. So, for instance, the teacher that took my space at the last school, it is, what, April? And she made it to February in the school year? August to February. She didn't even make it the full school year. Was she a first year teacher or no? No, I think they said it was her second or third year. But I don't, I don't know. Only the strong survived, but I didn't feel like I left that big of a hole for her to fill. Yeah. But, 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 but. But the kids you, were. You never know, like, <laughs> the other circumstances around it. Like, I feel like if you have something going on in the middle of the year, like, family-wise, I understand that. Yeah. But like you said, like, don't make a lateral move. Yeah. And another teacher I know, she did make a lateral move to a different district. Getting paid less. Now, you got to be real stressed out. First of all, teachers, we know, don't get paid that much. For you to make a lateral move and you're making less. So, what's it even lateral then if you're making Right. I don't get it. I don't either. But you know what? I don't know. I kind of feel like if you signed up to do something, you should finish it out. Yeah. So, like, even whatever it is that's going on, you should figure out a way to finish it. Now, if you feel like, you know, your mental health and your health and, you know, all that, like, clearly, like, do what's best for you. But I'm definitely, like, one of those people, like, if I started something, I'm going to finish it. Like, I'm not going to... But the opportunities that I was going to have last year, like I had some interviews and that type of thing. So they would have been really good opportunities that I don't know would have been there at the end of the school year. So I would have had to, you know, I would have had to leave them. But um, in the school I'm at now, we've had a lot of teachers move in the middle of the school year. Really? A and it's lot. like a great place. It is. A lot. And... um the good thing is their replacements are awesome. I love their replacements. So do you love their replacements more than you love them? Absolutely. Oh, wow. They were like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Let's try this. Now, so they're more open to things? Oh, absolutely. That's I love good. to collaborate with them over Don't you the love collaboration? I do. And you know what? I feel like that's another reason why teachers leave because they can't collaborate or they feel like they're, mm, this is a good one, because they feel like their gifts and skills and talents aren't appreciated where they are. Oh yeah, and they're not being used to yeah. to you know to grow and to do stuff. Yeah, because I know like one of my administrators is very much one of those people where it 
if they know you're good at something, you do that one thing. <laughs> like, and you could be good at like 15 things, but because they know you're good at that one thing, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, until he can maybe, like, maybe trust you to do something else, or like the person who used to do it ain't there anymore, you're going to do this one thing. So if that's teaching the same class for forever, <laughs> it's because he knows you're good at that one thing, which is a good thing because he knows how to pick out people's skills and he doesn't put people in a position that he doesn't think they'll be successful in. Yeah. You know, but it also year, can be frustrating if you want to try something new. So since you're thinking about leaving, it's kind of too late in the year now. But what I did, I knew like I said at the beginning of school year last year, I said, this is going to be my last year there. I started weaning people off of my skill set. Guess what? Have you? Yes. Good. So, for example, and they keep trying to pull me back in, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> so, for example, it's like, like oh, so-and-so can do it, too. I was a stellar senior class advisor last year, like, and although they have two new advisors, I continuously getting emails and phone calls, like, hey, like, I really wish you were doing the prom this year. I really wish you were doing this. They still send kids to me about prom tickets, and they know I don't sell prom tickets. Wow. So it's almost like this, like, passive, like, you know, you were really good at that. Like, you know, I miss, like, the treasurer, everybody. And I'm just kind of like, oh, thanks, and keep tracking. And just because, like, I didn't want them to have to depend on me. And I help out here and there, Mm -hmm. like, pointing kids in the direction to go to the right person in the right office but you know yeah you have to wean people off of you because when it's time to go it's time to go and even like isn't that a brady burn song when it's time for change i don't know i'm gonna find it or let's maybe try um who sings that song i don't want to leave but i was that trey songs but i gotta go right now the billy Billy goat But yeah, like, so I have an upcoming development that I'm about to wean them off of when we get back. Oh, really? Which I pretty much already told my department chair and, you know, my principal of this decision. Yeah. um, But I really think people don't believe me when, like, I know last year when people were like, oh, I can't wait for you to be senior classified next year. I was like, I'm not doing it next year. Mm -hmm. And people didn't believe me. They didn't believe me either. So when August rolled around, guess what? They had to look for somebody else. They were um, because I told them no. Somebody said something to me last year. They were like, "Oh, I can't wait for y'all to do it again next year." I was like, "Oh, who's doing it?" Because I'm not. (laughs) I'm not gonna be. It was like, "Oh, yes, you will. Yes, you will." You're not gonna really leave. I'm for real this time. Don't you hate when they say that? I'm done. (laughs) Isn't it frustrating when they say that? Like you gonna see. Like, isn't that a rap song too? Some, some, something. You gonna see? Ah, oh, I think we. I don't know. We're a little musical today. We are. I found it. The Brady Book song. Oh gosh, are you gonna play it? I should. You should up. play it. Let's see. It's called "Time to Change." I hate these YouTube ads. Don't you remember YouTube without ads? Wasn't it the best? Has your skin lost its okay, elasticity? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> You know, ooh, Facebook gets started doing their ads in the middle of the video. I do remember this song. This should be our intro for the week. It should. Hey. This is going to be my new bell ringer song when I get back to spring break. My kids are going to hate me. I'm like, uh, Miss Mel? Time to change. Okay, yeah. And on that note, I've been just like, She's and I hate to be free. churchy. Break out. But it is Sunday. So, well, as we're recording this, it's Sunday. But, like, I've just been talking to people about, like, staying at a school past year season. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
a lot of the people that I know of who are like so miserable in fighting all these uphill battles and it seems like they're always going through something at their you know school or you know even in my school are because they stayed somewhere past their season like for years and so now it's like they feel like you know like when I ask them well why don't you just leave and they're like no because I love it here Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like you may love it here, and just because but you leave doesn't mean you love yet. it any less. But if it's constantly a battle for you, it's because you weren't supposed to be fighting those battles to begin with. Because you're supposed to like move on somewhere else. Like <laughs> you staying here, and you're not growing, and you're frustrated, and you're mad all the time. And you just not making everybody for your mad. kids. Yeah. And it's just not healthy for anybody. Yeah. So you got to do what's best for you. And in the words of Maya, move on. Yeah. I told people. I was like, um, oh, I remember that. That's you. Like, <laughs> throw that. I said, um, I'm not growing anymore. I said, I've kind of excelled at the level I was Girl, at. what you said. I and said, I want to plateau. Right. Um, I said, first of all, it's hard enough teaching at a Title one school. It is. So if you can excel at behavior management and you've excelled at getting your kids where they need to and be. And you didn't have a heart attack or get put on depression medication or right. high blood pressure pills. And kids, and kids still like coming to your classroom mostly. The ones they did, they just didn't follow my expectations. So that's a different story. But um, my bad kids still come see me. <laughs> that's well, the they do. Part. But they're like... She get on my nerves, but she's still here. So right. what you gonna do? <laughs> the ones who used to always try to get out of class, right? The main ones come see me. Yeah, but yeah, I just think it's important for people to, um, you know, know when it's your time to try something new, and don't be afraid to try something new. Like I've been encouraging people a lot lately this year because I'm like, y'all, we're in a teacher shortage, especially in our state. Mm-hmm. So. I I know you may think you're inadequate with your 10, 15 years of experience and your wealth of knowledge. And you may think, well, I've only been at this one place and I don't really know if I can make it somewhere. We're in a teacher shortage. Somebody will scoop you up. Yeah. Trust me. Yep. So, like, we, like, it's a buyer's market, essentially. Like, you don't have to be anywhere that you don't feel wanted or valued. So, you know, notice your time to move on. Yep. And if you need to break out, I mean, just send me a school. Send us an email. I'm always sending ways for people to break out of their current situation. Text messages and emails of all types of breakout strategies. Get out. It's not worth it. And maybe it's our generation. Because, you know, they said a lot of times, or I've seen a lot of different studies that millennials work where they feel like they have a passion or like they're making Mm -hmm. a meet. They're making. Um, we have to see the impact. Yeah, we have meaning. to see impact. And maybe the older generation is just like, well, I'm still getting my bills paid. I'm yep. still, but you're not thriving. And you're not happy. Yeah. And, and that's why your hair don't grow. You got to. Not your hair don't grow. <laughs> that's why your skin ain't clear. Right. You got to be happy you and do whole. You got to be happy. But you know what? My skin has been really clear all this year. Really? I will say that. Like, I don't know if I've been drinking like a bunch of water or what it is. But, um,. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I think maybe I feel more relieved because I know, like, I feel like I'm free. Mm -hmm. Like, I told them, look, I told, like, a small amount of people, I say, y'all, I'm going to have a job before the end of this school year. Oh, I was saying, I was saying that in January. And even, like, my work bestie, like, like, last year she was like, no, don't leave me. But this year she was just like, yeah, girl. Me it's too. To go. Like, mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got to know. And there's nothing wrong with it's your when it's your time. And when people always tell me, well, you know, these kids, they need you. I remind them that I teach seniors who are also moving on to bigger and better things. Right. And new adventures. And so guess what? They're not I think that made it easier, too, to leave last year because the you group that graders? I had in eighth grade, I had taught in sixth grade, too. So I had so seen those babies grow up. Right. I also taught seventh grade last year as well, but I don't like seventh graders because they're awful human beings. So I didn't mind leaving them. <laughs> and see, I teach a, one section of 11th grade, and I do love them. Um, but, not enough to stay. 
Yeah, because I know that again, they're moving on to bigger and better yeah. things and new adventures. And they mm-hmm. send me Snapchats through my old work, Bessie. They're like, why oh. did you leave us? <laughs> like, come back. <laughs> right. You left us here with this long term sub. Like y'all had a teacher. I don't know what happened to her. Yeah. So you just keep on keeping on. Yeah. And I've just been praying that like, you know, whoever comes in my place will be someone, if not as good as me, then better. And this has no well, this kind of related, but thinking about staying longer than your time, this is what we're gonna end on. Yesterday my nephew, we went to Lunch for my uh, grandmother's 92nd birthday. Yes, grandmother. Right. But my nephew's trying to get my grandmother to stay beyond her time. Oh. He said, Grandma, I wish I could make a never dying potion so you would never die. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. This is so sad. (laughs) But everybody has to move on. Oh, gosh. I know. And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, dang. So, if you find yourself drinking a never leaving your school potion. Ooh, that's good. That's a word right there. Y'all need to write that down. That might make you want to run around. <laughs> it's time to drink the potion. Because season's changed. Oh, no. It's time to throw Please away the potion. Please don't drink a potion. Like, you got to throw away the potion. <laughs> throw away the potion. You got to go. Stop you drinking break the Kool-Aid. Free. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Okay. So, let's go to the principal's office. dun 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 Who's in trouble this week in the principal's office? We should make a principal's office song. I know, we should. You should get Josh on that. I should not. <laughs> okay. Hey, babe. <laughs> um, Him and Quentin could collab. No. They're gonna, no, they're going to be perfectionists and it's going to take them too long. It is. And the season's going to be over. A new season started halfway through the next season. Right. And we'll still be waiting on it. It's not perfect. So this week in the principal's office, we have um, an SRO, a school resource officer. He, um, a 14-year-old's, he knocked out a 14-year-old's tooth. So it was one tooth, it wasn't teeth? It's it just a tooth. tooth. Okay. Or now, now it says teeth. It says the attorney for a 14-year-old high school student is saying that a Churchill, Pennsylvania police officer... Um, assigned to the school, beat up the young teen, knocking, why can't I read today? Knocking out one of his front teeth during an arrest. Hmm. So it says that um, a medical team had to reattach the child's, or the, yeah, the child's tooth, and that the child will need, look at that name, will need additional <laughs> Liv said that, oral surgery that. <laughs> for other injuries. Mm. The teen also suffered a visible cut on his left cheek. Speaking of names, did you see the episode of Blackish where they're talking about names? Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> I love Blackish. Um, so, yeah. So, the incident started with accusations that the teen had stolen a phone from another student. The conversation deteriorated after the officer allegedly called the young boy Whoa. a homophobic slur. Really? So then the officer punched the team and threw him across the room and into his office at the school. Um, wow. So this officer clearly had other issues because he threatened a special ed student before. Mm. Um, that's crazy. Wow. Is this the officer right here? No. That's No. Okay. Um, no. Like, just no. Just no. And the reason why I say just no is this week at my place of employment, after school, like, tutorials had just started. And there was a young man who had gotten into an altercation with another young man on the way to the buses and was being escorted by our SRO, um to his office and the student was calling him all types of mfs and b's and screaming and doing a lot and kicking and just doing the most Mm. the absolute most and 
our SRO is very good at keeping like his composure mm-hmm. in moments like that mm-hmm. because he like you know we had a conversation about excessive force once and he was just saying you know at the end of the day you know although my job is to be a police officer he said I also understand that these are children right and I understand that I am a grown man and I am a grown man who is trained to take someone out. And this is a child. And I'm not taking out a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not doing that with a child. He said, I don't care what they say to me. I'm not doing that to a child. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the student at our school wasn't too much older than this kid because he's like a freshman or a sophomore. So, Lord, if he could kids. be calm in that situation and not go ham on a child is it is possible you know what i'm saying and i do understand that sometimes you do have to use force in that line of work but there are always alternative options so um yeah i think what's the officer's name um because it never really said like what the student was doing you know what i'm saying because like it just said the conversation deteriorated. Deteriorated. So it's just kind of like. And then he called him a homophobic. Right. Slur. Which is completely inappropriate. So, well, yeah. him calling the kid a homophobic slur is what caused the conversation to, to, to deteriorate. deteriorate. Yeah. Yeah. I say um, he's expelled. Yeah. Um, there's already a lot of controversy about having SROs in the, building. in the building. And so that kind of further. Proves why proves why they should not be there. I well, I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, because um, sometimes they're needed. However, people like this particular SRO who kind of abuses his, his authority, authority. Um, he should definitely not be there. And I know I have mixed feelings about, it. and I think that's why I started having conversations with my SRO at our school about like what they do mm-hmm. and like the controversy around because you have to have those conversations because they've been given a job right to do and i mean there are times like when i've been grateful that they were there you yeah. know what i'm saying because we had like last year maybe it was like this i don't know this girls i don't know these girls got the fighting either way the girls people rolled up and they happened to be like a whole bunch of gang members and they rolled up and they were like waving guns in the parking lot and what? doing a whole lot yeah it was real crazy but guess what i was glad that the sros were there like them because they were able to yeah you know kind of make that situation go away and then the other story that we were gonna do for um principal's office about the parent rolling up at the school like yeah those are situations where because you want to keep those outside things that come into schools and make things unsafe right out because I do work at a school like where we do have like one SRO, but we also have additional police that there come sometimes yeah. if something's going on in the area. And we did too at my last school because it was a meeting version of our school, so mm-hmm. we definitely did. But um, and it wasn't really to keep the um to police the kids as much as it was stuff around exactly because we don't have like metal detectors or. You know, but we do have other elements unrelated to the SRO that do kind of make CMS. it <laughs> prison esque. No, no shade to my people in Charlotte, but yeah. I'm just saying. All right, yeah, y'all on a different level down there. But they also have first forty eight, so it's like right. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I definitely agree that this guy should be expelled. Um, children do push you to the limit. They absolutely do. do. There's no question about it. However, you being the adult in the situation, you have to know when to detach. You do. And you also have to understand, like, how to talk to people. I see a lot of, like, these situations come out of communication or broke down, broken down communication. And I understand that a lot of times people work in schools to not everybody. But, you know, there are those people who work in schools, teachers, SROs administrators whoever who um kind of abuse their power oh, yeah, as a way to belittle kids and it's weird to me like yeah. but there are some people who get hey, why are you here right like so you could talk crazy to 
children. Like, that's so weird to me. And then... Or boss people around. Like, Yeah, in those cases, I mean, I'm not a hood mama. I'm not a mother at all. However, in those situations... You will push me to that limit. Like, right. Like, and I'm not saying not that you don't have any type to of way. use a, a, a different tone in certain situations. But I think it's all about being respectful. Yeah. So you shouldn't call kids out of their names. No. And when you talk to a child, especially when you work, I don't know what kind of school this was, but especially if you work in a school like my school. We have a lot of students who are going through different traumatic circumstances mm-hmm. or different things at home that they bring to school with them. Yeah, and they already don't trust the police. And so if you already don't trust the police and then your home life jacked up, you ain't got nothing to lose. So you might flip out on this teacher or this administrator or whoever it may be because you got all that stuff pent up. But yeah. I think it's important as educators that we're mindful of that. And, yeah, because, I mean, I've heard, like, you know, different employees at my school, like behavioral RBIs or whatever, behavioral interventionalists. That's the most ridiculous title ever. Right. But I've heard <laughs> them, like, say things like, yeah, I'm not I'm not dealing with that today. I'm, I don't feel like that verbal abuse today. But that's your job. Yeah. So if you don't address it and... You should be trained on how to address it, first off, because that's your job. But it's like, you have to really, like, there's not much that a child can say to me to make me just go over the edge Mm -hmm. or my feelings be so hurt. Yeah. Because I realize that a child. And I'm not saying it's not going to make me mad for a minute. Oh, it's definitely going to make me mad, but, but I have to realize, It's not going like, to be one of those things where I'm just not going to do my job because you said something crazy to me. Yeah. And if I feel like you're pushing me to a level where I may become unprofessional, you're going to leave my classroom before I leave. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. That has nothing. I don't know. We kind of, like, spiraled onto something but, else. No, but, no. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you got to Like, go. I just feel like that whole calling him, like, a slur, like, is inappropriate. And I've heard teachers, like, call kids names and stuff. And I don't like it just because, like, it's disrespectful. And I think, like. Yeah, like, and again, we're all humans. We're all people. Yeah. I know educators, they bring their baggage to work, too. But you have to realize that you're the adult. Yeah. You're wrong. This is a child. And I can't talk too much because, you know, um, I've called kids names. <laughs> to their face, though. Yeah. But it was like a, it was a verbal Altercation. Altercation. So yeah. it wasn't like you were just sitting in my classroom and I said, get your old, you know, oh. I started <laughs> like that. It was, it's something led up to it. Gotcha. And I think that's <laughs> different. But, well, kind of. <laughs> but how old were you when you did this? Maybe a year younger than what I am. <laughs> <laughs> or I wouldn't necessarily always say like names, but I would say something about them. Like, oh, you need to go take a bath, that type of stuff. Yes. I mean, but it's middle school, so they yeah. definitely needed to go take a bath. It wasn't anything that wasn't truthful. <sighs> but you never called anybody a, a slur. No, God, no. And if they used it in my classroom, I would shut it down. Like, we can't go around. Because that's, I think that gets it on a different level. But I mean... Oh, God, no. Nothing of that level. It would be like little petty stuff like, okay, that's, get your big head out of my face. You know, like yeah, little like dumb stuff that's like different. that. I think we all kind of do that. But sometimes but. when I was going to take a bath, I was for real. Like, <laughs> for real, for real. I can't. It's like, what you need to do is take a bath and stop worrying about what so-and-so is doing. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so, definitely getting expelled. I probably would have been expelled a couple of, not expelled, I would have been suspended a couple of times. But um, but you've yeah. been delivered. I have. But you know, do you think that it stemmed from lack of administrative support? Um, on some probably. Days? Yeah. So. I feel like there's a little critter outside my door. Um, but um, yeah. So, what's your verdict on this SRO? You gotta go. You gotta go, bro. Love don't live here no more. Nope. Got to go. Right. So. We're done with this episode. We sure are. Um, Hope you guys found our conversation fruitful. 
And this might be something that you could bring into your PLC or your PLN. Yeah, right. Or all those other acronyms meetings. PLN, yes. To discuss. PLC. People don't talk about real stuff in PLCs. So... We That's should, another we episode. episode about PLCs, period. Because what I be seeing is not hot at all. Anyway, um, this week, look out for our giveaway. Giveaway! We are giving away a gift card to Amazon.com. Yes, ma'am. We said that last week, too. We did say that but last week. But for real, week. this week. But we're posting it this week. And for what real, are the rules? Real. Are we going to um, post them on Instagram? We're going to post them on Instagram and Facebook, and Facebook and Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, we got like six followers on, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have the Twitter information. It's the same. It is? Yeah. Is everything? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Just kidding. I do have the Twitter information. So anyway, um, look out for that. Share yes. with your peers. Like. And your enemies. And follow, your loved ones. And, and everybody. Subscribe. And hopefully you look up. Different Brady Book songs this week. So yes. Like, can we, like, play that as the outro? When it's time to change. <laughs> you got to read. Let's be for real. Those uh, Brady Book songs are hot. By the way, hot we've been fire. watching The Color Purple as we're recording this. Yeah. Color Purple is a classic. It is a classic. And I hope nobody feels like Sealy does. With Mister at your school, if you feel like <laughs> you got to get out, got to get out. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> have a great week. Bye. Get out here, what do you want?